Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And as a closing bell sounds, the Dow Industrial Average up 281 points, 1.6% at 17,690. S&P 500 up 34 points, 1.7% to 2,070. The NASDAQ is higher by 87 points, 1.9%, trading at 47.79. Well, Wall Street extended yesterday's gains, recovering from the two-day sell-off following the U.K. vote to withdraw from the European Union. There's continued speculation that central bankers will counter the Brexit impact. Todd Horowitz, chief strategist at BubbaTrading.com, says Brexit turns out to be much ado about nothing. I think the Brexit was way overdone, and I think if you look back at the market, you'll see that we rallied all the way into the announcement, and when we were done, we were right back to where we started. West Texas Intermediate crude oil up a dollar forty-two right now, three percent trading at forty-nine twenty-eight. Spot gold up two dollars eighty cents the ounce at thirteen twenty seventy, and the ten-year Treasury is down at twelve thirty seconds with a yield of one point five zero percent. Among today's top business stories, GE Capital is no longer too big to fail. GE's financing unit has won approval from federal re- regulators to drop its designation as a systemically important financial institution. It frees GE from stricter regulatory oversight. The move marks a victory for GE, which has sold almost $200 billion of finance assets with the goal of removing that designation. UBS Group has announced a sweeping overhaul of the leadership in its investment banking unit. Three senior executives in the division are leaving. Consumer spending rose last month after its biggest advance since 2009. Households realigned their purchases with slower income growth. The Commerce Department reported personal spending climbed four-tenths of a percent in May. The saving rate fell to 5.3 percent, the lowest this year. And one measure of home sales cooled in May. The National Association of Realtors says its pending home sales index, which measures sales at the time of contract signings is down 3.7%, the most in six years. And now let's get an update of some of the other stories we're following today on Bloomberg Radio. Thank you, Catherine. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. The leaders of North America are holding a news conference at this hour in the Canadian capital. For the first time, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is hosting President Obama and Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto in Ottawa for the North American Leaders Summit. President Obama opened his remarks with a comment about the attack on an Istanbul airport. The prayers of the American people are with the people of Turkey, the people of Istanbul, uh, and all those who were affected by this terrible crime. We have offered all assistance uh, that we have available to our ally, Turkey, and we stand prepared to assist them uh, during this difficult time. European Union leaders are calling for an orderly British withdrawal. The goal is to minimize instability as they pledge to learn the lessons from the U.K.'s political earthquake. This after the EU government chiefs took the historic step of meeting without the U.K. for the first time. Jean-Claude Juncker is president of the European Commission. It has to be speeded up. We don't have months to meditate. Despite the Brexit vote, U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry says Britain may never leave the European Union. Kerry told the Aspen Ideas Festival that London is in no hurry to go. The secretary also told the Guardian newspaper that there are a number of ways the move could be, quote, walked back.
New York City's newest park was unveiled today. Liberty Park overlooks the 9-11 memorial. The $50 million park sits on a site once occupied by the Deutsche Bank building, and it overlooks the original footprints of the World Trade Center. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. This is Bloomberg. Catherine? Thank you. And now let's get an update of the benchmarks as they begin to settle. Dow Industrial Average up 284 points to 17,694. S&P 500 up 35 points to 2,070. NASDAQ higher by 87 points at 47.79. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Hartford Funds Human-Centric Investing Insight Number 5. These days, as a financial advisor, your competition may not be other advisors. It could be blogs, hyperlinks, and tweets. To find out why, go to humancentricinvesting.com, Hartford Funds and Distributors, LLC. And that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates the motion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. called Movers and Shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Following two days of post-Brexit sell-off, now two days of rebound. The S&P 500 closing up 1.7%. Definitely a, a, a vote from the market to move the major market indexes higher. We look inside the S&P 500, 477 companies saw their share prices closing higher, only 27 lower, one unchanged. Dave Wilson, our stock editor, is back to kick off movers and shakers. Well, you know, among the 10 main industry groups in the S&P 500 financial companies were the best performers. Within the next half hour, we'll have the results from the Federal Reserve, the second uh, release of data from their stress tests on the banks, and uh, as well as the easing of you know, the Brexit-related concerns are out there. These stress test results may clear the way for uh, many banks to raise dividends and increase their stock buyback programs. And then you look at the biggest banks, you see they, they had quite the day. Bank of America up 3.9%, Citigroup up 4.2%, JP Morgan Chase up 2.8%. In today's trading, a lot less stress at GE now after it's no longer designated a SIFI by uh, financial regulators, a systemically important financial institution. Uh, its GE Capital unit is down to about 10 percent of the company's business. It had been half at one time, as Rick Clough from uh, Bloomberg News said on our show just about a half an hour ago. Uh, GE, in fact, is no longer too big to fail. All it took was the most sweeping transformation in the company's 124-year history, Rick writes in a story today. Uh, this decision frees GE from strict oversight, higher capital requirements, and it's a big victory for Jeff Immelt, the CEO, who really had to reverse all that that building up of the capital lending arm that was done under CEO Jack Welch. And investors agree today. GE stock up 2% at $30.55 $30 at the close. 
Big day for disk drive makers, Seagate Technology especially. Uh, their estimate of the second quarter market for the uh, devices may surpass its forecast by about 9%. That's according to RBC Capital Markets, and they're citing uh, increased demand for personal computers. Seagate shares up 6.3% in today's trading, and rival Western Digital not doing half bad either. Those shares up 4.6%. Well, let's take a look at Nike now, up 3.8% in the close, $55 and change. And remember, uh, this is a major reversal. Nike plunged as much as 7% in after-hours trading yesterday when the company announced sluggish results. Its futures orders, a missing analyst estimate at up 11% versus an estimated 13%. But uh, today, investors appear willing to give Nike a free pass after the mixed quarter they reported on. Instead, they're focusing on the next 12 months where uh, Nike, on a call with analysts, did its best to stoke confidence among skittish investors, projecting sales that would increase by a high single Digit percentage, Dave. And Nike's based out in the Pacific Northwest, where you're from. Yes. So is Warehouser. Yes. And they had a big day today. The Timberland owner and forest products maker was raised to buy from neutral at D.A. Davidson, which said it will be well insulated from what it called outside noise related to the U.K.'s decision to leave the European Union. Now, Warehouser shares up 4.8% today. Between today and yesterday, they've recouped almost all of their losses that followed that Brexit vote. Just one more, Dave, quickly. Southwestern Energy down for the third time in four days after it said it would sell shares to reduce debt. So even when you're doing the right thing, I guess it doesn't always help your share price. Southwestern down more than 6% today at the close. Now it is time for the volatility Index report, and it is brought to you by CBOA VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOA VIX Options and Futures, so see disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. Well, the outcome not so powerful today for the VIX, down for a third day. Uh, it's down one point, well, only two points at 16.89. It's again about 10%, as I said, and that's, it's on track for its lowest level since June 9. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for a price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave! Who? Dave! Hey, seems that a lot of companies that got hit by the Brexit vote, Dave, uh, if you were thinking about it, could be ripe for a rebound. You're taking a look at Unifirst. That's right. You could put them in the same category as Warehouser, which I j- just mentioned. Uh, very different business. Uh, Unifirst uh, provides workplace uniforms. Nonetheless, a similar kind of rebound. Uh, from the losses that followed the U.K.'s decision to leave the European Union. Now, Unifirst operates across North America and Europe, although its financial reports don't break out European results. The company was founded 80 years ago in a converted horse barn in Boston and is now based in the suburb of Wilmington, Massachusetts. No doubt will be familiar to our Boston listeners. Unifirst shares are listed under the ticker UNF. They dropped about 7.5% in the first two trading days that followed the Brexit results. Unifirst slipped another 7 tenths of a percent yesterday. Then the stock came roaring back thanks to favorable results for the fiscal third quarter. Company reported earnings and revenue that beat analyst average estimates in a Bloomberg survey and also raised its full-year sales forecast. 
Uh, Unifirst traded at its highest price in 14 months in the wake of those results, and the stock closed with a gain of 9%, the biggest in four years. Dave, really quickly, tomorrow, today, what is this action? Two days down, two days up. What happens tomorrow with stocks? What's going to drive it? Well, I mean, what it comes down to is tomorrow's the end of the quarter. Is this something where investors are going to want to get in and take advantage of the recovery? Or do they wait until we move to the second half and maybe after the 4th of July holiday? So that that will certainly be part of the mix in tomorrow's trading. Dave Wilson, thank you so very much. Our stocks editor joining me for Movers and Shakers and his stock of the day. I'm Kathleen Hayes, Pim Fox on vacation this week, and this is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Willoughby's. Since 1898, New York City's boutique camera store for precision-crafted Hasselblad and Leica cameras, plus a full selection of GoPro action-adventure cameras. Willoughby's at the corner of 5th Avenue and 31st Street.